Coming up on We Talk News this week, the nutmeg state goes green. Connecticut is ready to become the 19th state in the U.S. to legalize cannabis. But, you know, because of the stigma with cannabis and sports and, you know, the people who are who are not knowledgeable to, to what it really is and what it really, really does to you as an athlete, uh, people frown upon it. On The Conversation with Dave Briggs, The Truth, Paul Pierce talks about The Truth strain coming to the Hubcraft Dispensary this year. 50 years to the day that started the war on drugs, two House congressmen introduced legislation to decriminalize all of them. All that and more on We Talk News next. Pro-Cannabis Media Programming and PCM-TV is supported by Revolutionary Clinics, Massachusetts' number one medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Salient Systems for Video Surveillance. You've got regulations, Salient has solutions for your security needs. And by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. And by Artery Pay, easy, cheap, fun, and legal just like cannabis should be. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. You know, we tell the stories of the cannabis industry in their own words. But what about you? What's your cannabis story? Go onto our website and enter this month's contest. You could win a great prize from yourstorywithaneye.com and be featured on the Green Rush Live. Here's another great story from Tommy Chung about meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger at Gold's Gym way before he was governor of California and a movie star, Arnold was a professional bodybuilder. There was a, a picture floating around of Arnold and I smoking uh, pot together, or at least being being together. And then I, I mentioned that, that Arnold and I had smoked pot. And, and what I found out about cannabis is that, that that was the only substance that the top bodybuilders and athletes of the day would do. They would not do alcohol. They would not do uh, any kind of soda, anything that had sugar in it, uh, milk, nothing. The only substance that they would celebrate a win with or, or to help with their training was to smoke a joint. See how easy that was? So who's the most famous person you've shared herb with? Come out of the cannabis closet and tell us your story, any story. Okay, now on to the news. 50 years almost to the day ex-president Richard Nixon declared his war on drugs in 1971, two House congressmen introduced a bill to decriminalize all drugs at the federal level. Vote Pro podcast Phil Adams has that story in our DC report. Phil? Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro podcast here with the Weed Talk News DC report. A bill to federally decriminalize all drugs was introduced this week on the 50th anniversary of President Richard Nixon's declaration of the war on drugs. The Drug Policy Reform Act would end incarcerations for possession of any drugs for personal use. Unveiled in a press conference held by the Drug Policy Alliance, the bill would also shift authority over drug policy 
from the Justice Department to the Department of Health and Human Services. The measure was introduced by Representatives Bonnie Coleman of New Jersey and Cori Bush of Missouri. In a press release, Coleman called the war on drugs a stain on our national conscience, saying, quote, it is essential that we change how we address drug use away from the failed punitive approach and toward a health-based and evidence-based approach. A new national poll shows that seven in 10 voters believe federal drug policies have failed. The survey conducted by the progressive think tank Data for Progress shows that 71% of respondents want drug use treated as a health issue rather than a law enforcement issue. 60% 60 say federal drug laws are too harsh and have increased economic and racial inequity, and 59% support decriminalizing small amounts of controlled substances. The survey was conducted in May of this year from a sample of 1,250 likely voters. Federal marijuana trafficking cases dropped in 2020 for the fourth straight year. A report from the U.S. Sentencing Commission shows a 67% decline since 2016 in cases involving marijuana trafficking offenders. Cannabis reform advocates say the decline corresponds to the growth of legal cannabis markets in states where legalization has been enacted. The data also reflects a deprioritizing of federal cannabis enforcement as the war on drugs continues to lose voter support. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. We will have an update on the legalization of cannabis at the federal level with Morgan Fox of the NCIA on Friday's edition of the Green Rush Live. Now, while there is a little movement on the surface on that front, on the state's front, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont will sign a bill presented to him that will legalize cannabis in his state. That means Connecticut will become the 19th state to outright legalize the right to sell, buy, and possess cannabis in that state. That legalization will go into effect on July 1st of this year, and sales are expected to begin in May of 2022. Now, before you go and celebrate at 420, keep in mind that one state that continues to struggle with their legalization effort is one of the most progressive in the nation. It's California. And we're proud to welcome a new California reporter to our Canacaster group. Her name is Jackie Bryant, a freelance journalist out of San Diego. Her brand, she's the self-proclaimed publisher of the Cannabitch newsletter. Welcome aboard, Jackie. Hi, my name is Jackie Bryant, and I'm a cannabis journalist based in San Diego, California. I'm also known as the Cannabitch, which is the name of my cannabis culture newsletter. I'm here with this week's California report for Weed Talk News. The first story out of the Golden State is from the LA Times, which reported that the state of California will distribute $100 million into a grant fund that will help growers who only hold temporary provisional licenses to go permanent. That's some 82% of growers in the state. This came after years of high permitting fees, taxes, and a fickle market have kept many growers in a financial gray area, unable to make the next step. The second story is from MJ Biz Daily, who talks about how California's growers are setting up for an expectedly bad fire season. Last year was considered the worst on record by many metrics, with many Emerald Triangle farms affected. This year is expected to be worse. Thirdly, we have a story for me, actually, which was published this week in Wine Enthusiast. I wrote about how California's robust wine industry helped the state's cannabis growers come up with an appellation system for weed, which resulted in a state law allowing for permitting of appellations as a wine grower would do. So how we have 
wine, you know, coming from Napa or Sonoma. Now we'll have weed coming from Humboldt and it'll be a legal designation. That will do it for this week's California Cannabis Report. I'm Jackie reporting for Weed Talk News. Another Southern state that is slowly embracing the reality of prosecuting cannabis possession crimes is Louisiana. Now their governor, John Bell Edwards, has signed a bill decriminalizing possession to a misdemeanor level of a $100 fine. Just make sure if you are in Louisiana, you don't have more than one half ounce on your person. Small steps, big progress in the South. Now let's see what's going on in Michigan. Here's the co-host of the Jazz Cabbage Cafe, now being carried on PCM-TV. Here's Rick Thompson. Rick. Well, thank you, Jimmy. This is the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. Let's begin. What was once billed as the largest cannabis greenhouse in North America was sold this week for a huge loss, according to MJ Biz Daily. The Canadian property sold for 27 million Canadian dollars but the owner spent $239 million to build and develop it, meaning the monster marijuana maker was a $200 million loser. The 1.1 million square foot building was constructed at a time when the Canadian cannabis market was rising and companies overbought, overleveraged, overproduced, and are now paying the price for it, literally. There's a Michigan parallel, too. New Cannabis Ventures reports the largest greenhouse cultivation facility in the state has just been bought by some real estate firm from some other state. Power REIT just bought the half million square foot greenhouse. Their press release calls it the largest cannabis grow in the state and one of the largest in the United States. After their phase two build out, the greenhouse and processing facility will be more than 850,000 square foot large. And let's be clear, this building is ready to go. Press release calls it a turnkey setup that's ready to start growing immediately offering an attractive speed-to-revenue opportunity. Well, hated cannabis trade association, the Michigan Cannabis Manufacturers Association, was possibly hacked this week. These are the guys who want sick people to lose 75% of their plant cultivation rights and force the testing of all caregiver cannabis. When accessed on a computer earlier this week, the trade association's website showed the MCMA logo in front of a scrolling video featuring a male cannabis plant all webbed up and gross with a spider mite crawling across the webs. Internet chatters wondered if the MCMA had recorded the video themselves and put it up for display, suggesting that corporate cannabis CEOs wouldn't recognize a male cannabis plant or a spider mite. The website was back up after a few hours of disruption, but it's still a sanitized version of its former self. The under-boycott trade group refuses to name any of their members of their organization on their own site, which is bizarre, but completely understandable given how damaged the Steve Linder-led trade group has become. And stepping in to resurrect the reputation of the industry's Judas is none other than Shelley Edgerton, the former director of the state cannabis program, now a private citizen. She was named board chair for the elitist fraternity last week. And that's the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. Another major cannabis brand went public this week. M-A-P-S is its ticker symbol. You go to the head of the cannabis class. If you know the other four letters in this company's name, the Green Market Report's Deborah Borchardt is already there. And here's her story about the latest W-E-E-D-I-P-O. This is the business update for Weed Talk News from the Green Market Report. 
WM Holding Company, better known as Weed Maps, completed its previously announced business combination with Silver Spike Acquisition Corp. That SPAC, whose ticker was SSPK, changed its name to WM Technology Inc., and the ticker symbol will change to MAPS, MAPS, and the stock began trading this week on the NASDAQ. A lot of acquisitions also happened this week. Canadian-based Kronos Group is buying an option to acquire 10.5% of the privately held U.S.-based Pharmacan for $110.4 million. Columbia Care agreed to buy Medicine Man Denver in a deal valued at $42 million. And the Berlin-based cannabis startup Sanity Group has raised $44 million in a Series A financing round. Previous investors include the music producers Will I Am, Scooter Braun, and the actress Alyssa Milano. I'm Deborah Borchart with the Green Marker Report for We Talk News. Back here in Massachusetts, it was a relatively slow week, but a major sports figure in this neck of the woods came out of his cannabis closet to announce his celebrity strain called The Truth. That's right. Paul Pierce and Hubcraft have teamed up. And while we told you about that last week first, now he's talked with the Conversations' Dave Briggs. And we'll have that entire interview next week on PCM-TV. Here's our Bay State reporter, Ron Marshallsee, with the rest of that story. Ron? I'm Ron Marshallsee with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. Former Boston Celtic and NBA champion Paul Pierce has announced big plans in the Massachusetts cannabis industry. Pierce was interviewed on The Conversation, hosted by Dave Briggs, Pro Cannabis Media's newest show. And while discussing his plans for his own line of cannabis products under the name Truth, he talks about the stigma when it comes to athletes and marijuana. Listen, you know, until you get a better understanding uh, and what uh, a pro professional athlete goes through every day with their, with their minds and their bodies and, and dealing with team doctors, uh, until you become more knowledgeable about that, you mm -hmm. can't speak on, you know, which direction we want to go with our medication. And, and that's the that's what I want to really preach out, because I was an avid user when I played because I, I didn't trust a lot of the pills and you get addicted to a lot of the pain meds. And, uh, you know, there could be a, a long term side effects, uh, which we've seen with former athletes. And I haven't seen that with the marijuana plant. Pierce joins many other athletes attempting to end the stigma behind marijuana. He is not only trying to show how beneficial it can be for athletes recovering from an injury, but also how it is a better medication alternative instead of the pills after pills that are often prescribed by team doctors. Pierce hopes to have quality truth products hit Massachusetts shelves in the near future. Plenty of Massachusetts cannabis users have tried an edible at some point, whether it was a gummy or a cookie. But what about ice cream? Cloud Creamery, a cannabis-infused ice cream brand, got notice from the Cannabis Commission that they can begin manufacturing operations. Founder and CEO David Yuspidev said, we're going to try to bring in some really fresh, exciting things that not only get the customers excited, but they get the bud tenders excited and they get the, the dispensary owners excited. Cloud Creamery doesn't intend to sell at places like Netta or Patriot Care, but rather at smaller dispensaries, such as Bud's Goods and Provisions in Worcester, Western Front in Chelsea, and Caroline's Cannabis in Uxbridge. Finally, there are two new recreational dispensaries to look out for. Pleasantries opening this summer in East Hampton and INSA, which recently opened their doors in Springfield. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For We Talk News, I'm Ron Marcy. The Green Mountain State of Vermont finally has an executive director for their cannabis control board. Here's our green nurse from Vermont, Jessie Lynn Dolan, with that story. 
Jesse Lynn. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jesse Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. The Cannabis Control Board hired Bryn Hare as executive director. Ms. Hare is an experienced legislative and civil litigation attorney with expertise in criminal and juvenile justice, constitutional law, public health and safety, and police reform. She will be responsible for developing rules, overseeing operations, administering licensing, and oversight for the adult and medical use cannabis markets. Decriminalized Nature Vermont had their inaugural kickoff event on June 17th. Vermont Legislative Representative Brian Sinna, who introduced a bill to decriminalize entheogens in both 2020 and 21, along with one of the founders of the National Decriminalize Nature Movement, were keynote speakers. Vermont Cannabis Solutions, Vermont first and only cannabis-specific law firm, continues to hold free monthly educational luncheons on the first Wednesday of every month. Venues will be spread throughout the state to reach all Vermonters with different themes for each month. This past month's topic, environmental sustainability in cultivation, highlighted staff from Efficiency Vermont. Stay tuned for Vermont Cannabis Solutions coming soon to a venue near you. Their recent advertisement recommended clients to quit their job and sell weed. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jesse Lynn Dolan. So has anyone gifted you a pre-roll as a tip or a thank you for a job well done? Well, don't worry, that's legal. However, when that gift is disguised as a purchase of a product or service that includes the bonus of weed, well, that's frowned upon by legal states. And it happened in Massachusetts until legal dispensaries opened and now it's happening again, but this time it's in New Jersey. Here's the one person we go to for our New Jersey cannabis scene, information, and news, it's Tara Masu Sargente from Blazin Bakery. Tara? I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery, and this is the New Jersey Report for Weed Talk News. This week, Attorney General Gerbeer Grewal sent cease and desist letters to four businesses acting as cannabis gifting services. Gifting has been around since 2014 when Colorado first legalized, but had yet to implement its cannabis system. Since then, all states pretty much that have legalized or decriminalized, but lack a viable way for residents to purchase cannabis, have had gifting services. How it works is you sell something for little to no value at a premium price, and with it, you get a free bag of weed. In this case, the New Jersey businesses were selling brownies and cookies and gifting free cannabis. Attorney General Grewal said, Today, we're making it clear that we will not permit these entities to undermine the regulated cannabis marketplace the legislature created or to compete unfairly with properly licensed cannabis businesses. Now, gifting is legal to adults 21 and over under New Jersey's new adult use cannabis laws. So how is this enforceable? Kaylin Caruso, acting director of the state's Division of Consumer Affairs, said, under our consumer protection laws, vendors are subject to fines and penalties for making false or misleading statements about what they're selling. We have warned these companies about our concerns and to stop conduct that could violate our laws. Individual towns have also been encouraged to pass ordinances banning gifting, though if other states are other indicators, gifting services are not going away anytime soon 
until legal purchasing options are easily and readily available everywhere. I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery, and this has been the New Jersey Report for Weed Talk News. So do you have a license to sell or grow cannabis in the state of Illinois? If you do, you're lucky, but investors are starting to shy away from that state because of the dysfunction in the awarding of some of those licenses. Margo Vaselli has our Illinois report. I'm Margo Vaselli from Normal with this week's We Talk News Report from Illinois. Investors are getting cold feet here in Illinois due to the dysfunction in our licensing program. And now they're putting their attention towards New York State and other emerging markets. Experts see that the social equity applicants are undercapitalized and will eventually sell their licenses to multi-state operators. There are still several MSOs that are looking for ways to broaden their footprint here and still haven't capitalized on their 10 dispensary cap yet. Not only do we have the most hoops to jump through here in Illinois to access these cannabis licenses, we also have some of the highest prices here too. It shouldn't come to anyone's surprise that the black market is flourishing here. Due to the high prices, many underground dealers are undercutting the ridiculously high prices that are placed on Midwest markets. In Illinois, a recreational user can expect to pay around $80 per eighth, that's including taxes, but that's the highest cost that we have in this nation. By picking up crops from states that have significantly lower costs per ounce, such as California and Oregon, they are able to make huge profits here. It's estimated that the black market here in Illinois is making around $2 billion in sales. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Margo Vaselli for We Talk News. And finally, a story tonight that can happen only in America. You know, there's been quite a run on celebrity-endorsed cannabis strains. I mean, you've got Tommy Chong's Choice pre-rolls, Jerry Garcia's hand-picked, and earlier in the show, we talked about Paul Pierce's Truth Strain. And there are plenty of others. Well, now the guy that is known as Joe Exotic is launching his own strain. Now, this is the incarcerated star of that Netflix show, Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. This story was first reported by TMZ, and it seems that Joe is serving a 22-year sentence for plotting to kill his rival, Carol Baskin. Now, of course, Joe has always maintained his innocence, but now he's going to profit off his infamous celebrity. He's partnering with the Tango Hotel Charlie LLC group and can access the Joe exotic brand of cannabis flower, CBD and edibles will all be available in dispensaries in California, Colorado and Joe's home state of Oklahoma. A portion of those proceeds has been designated for captive tiger care. Now, as Don King used to say, only in America. That's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient first mission 
They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, I'm Ben Shower, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and will walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.